that. Um, today, I have the word, the word from the Lord that I, I believe it is a word that God wants us to hear today. And I've been trying to give it a title. Um, and I'm coming up with this one. The day God, you know, missed or lacked a man to help him. You know, that sounds controversial. Why would God require help from humanity that he created? But there was a day that God was looking for help. He was looking for someone to stand on behalf of others, but he said there was none. And we know probably the story in the book of Ezekiel, and we keep quoting that. But have you ever thought, what was going on in the mind of God when he told Ezekiel, I sought for a man to build a wall so that he can start between me and the people so that I don't destroy them. And there was none. A very sad affair, isn't it? Let's read the scriptures first. <clears throat> um, okay. You seem to be in Hebrews. Didn't ask for Hebrew. That's not where it is. Let's go to Psalms first. Let's go to Psalms 53. Verse 2. God looks down from heaven. On the sons of men to see if there are any who understands any who seek God. Can we try a new, new King James fashion first? God looks down from heaven upon the children of men to see if there is there are any who understand, who seek God. Next verse. Every one of them has turned aside. They have together become corrupt. There is none who does good. No, not one. Verse 4, have the workers of iniquity, please, Kaidre, if you can be able to compress it so that 
no wadis. Left. Have the workers of iniquity no knowledge who eat up my people as they eat bread and do not call upon God? Let's leave it there. We'll go to Ezekiel, but I wanted to refer to this text to show you that it's not only during the time of Ezekiel that God was looking for a man. He constantly looks down to the earth and he's trying to seek the attention of a man who would be available to seek him or to consult him probably on behalf of the others but sometimes he says as he says here there was none and he says that every one of them is gone back they are all together become filthy there is none that does good not even one Could, does that describe the earth or the world that we are living in today? Could it be that God is looking down on earth from heaven? Are the children of men or the people that he created to see if there were any that really understand and that word understand means that is there someone who is able to understand the times or the seasons that we are in but God is saying every one of them is gone back they are all together become filthy there is none that does good, not even one. That's a sad situation. And sometimes we ask ourselves, and I ask myself, could it be that there is no one good enough on earth today that understands the signs and the times that we are living in, or is able to understand the mind of God or what God is seeing on earth. And God says, for that particular time there is none. I do not know, Mama Moi, today, if God would direct to one of us or to the prophet and say there is none because he spoke to Ezekiel and he told me him there is none the psalmist has written and it's, it's very prophetic he was receiving a liberation from God and he's saying God has looked down from heaven and among his children that he created in his image, in his likeness, he says, Baba Moi, that there is none who understand and there is none who seeks who seek God.
That's strange. Because what that means, even the writer of this himself was not among, or rather did not qualify, you know, for God to say yes, even as you write this, at least you, you are okay. You understand. And we'll see even Ezekiel. And we need to ask ourselves, why would God require a man? Why? Can't he just operate without us? Yes, God can. He can make decisions. But he is looking for someone who understands what is going on on earth, who understands there is filthiness, but he is not part of that filthiness. Or rather, even if he is, is humble enough to kneel before God, repent on his own behalf and on behalf of the others, and entreat God to forgive. That's what God is looking for. But he said there was none. Could it be today that we who are in the world today, those of us that are listening to me, including myself, would God be satisfied that there is one that can be able, that understands or seeks him? Or have we all gone back? And there is none. There is none. I'm not trying to make us feel condemned. No, I'm a pastor. Praise God. But I would like us to have a conversation with ourselves and ask ourselves, or ask yourself, or ask myself, if God were to look down today, would he be satisfied that Movaka, Florence, they are here and they understand the season. They understand my mind as God and they are able to communicate to the rest of the population. That's a challenge told you, I do not want you to feel condemned at all. That's not what my aim. My aim is to try to help us to get to that level where we will decide that whatever happens on earth, we will always be ready and available for God should he require any one of us for a particular service. That's a message today. That are you available? Am I available? If God wants someone to speak on his behalf to the government of the Republic of Kenya, would you be available? 
to deliver the message. All are you wanting like them? That God would say, there is none. They are all gone back. They don't understand. Quickly, <laughs> let's see Ezekiel. Ezekiel 22. 22, Ezekiel. Okay, let's start from uh, 23. From 23, that's where you are. Can you be able to adjust that screen? It's not possible. Okay. Okay, we'll try. And the word of the Lord came to me. This is now prophet Ezekiel. I'm going to lead up to that one. So just be attentive. Son of man, say to her, that's the Lord of Israel. You are a lad that is not cleansed or rained upon in the day of indignation. In other words, you are a lad that is impure. The conspiracy of her prophets in her midst is like a roaring lion telling the prey they have devoured human lives. They have taken treasures and precious things. They have made many widows in her midst. Just stop there. Son of man, say to her, the Lord of Israel, you are a Lord that is not cleansed. You are impure. But then he addresses the prophets. Verse 25. Says there is a conspiracy of her prophets. And this is, you find, if you are taking notes, uh, I'm going to deal with four groups of people here. There are prophets, you find there will be priests, there will be princes or rulers, then there will be the general public. They are all addressed here. We start with the prophet. There is a conspiracy of her prophets in the midst thereof. What a sad thing. It's not even starting with the politicians or the princes, but it's starting with the prophets, the servants of the Lord, 
Bwana asifiwe. Can someone open those windows, please? Of course not, Carol. <laughs> Mark, Carol, Carol, come up, come back. Mark has, has gone. Yeah. Let's open those windows. I realize some of you are dosing, and it is early in the morning. That's why I said you open the windows, because I noticed there are some of you that are dosing. And if you dose on the word of God, praise God, you'll not get the message. The conspiracy of her prophets. Who are prophets? Prophets are ministers. They speak on behalf of God. They receive instructions from heaven. They release the same to the people. God speaks through his prophets. But here they are being, we are being told there is a conspiracy of the prophets in her midst. In the Lord is like a lowering lion. They are behaving like lowering lions, tearing its play or stalking its prey. The prophets, Mama Moi, God says they have devoured human lives. You would expect this Dr. Molongo to be said of the corrupt politicians who will do anything including deforming and destroying people so that they can enrich themselves. But it is being said now of the prophets, and that's why I say this is a message that we need to take seriously because God is addressing all of us. They are being compared to Lions that stalk their prey. When they get their prey, they'll devour without mercy. This is how the prophets are being described those days. Are they better today? I doubt. If God were to speak to us today, if you were to speak to the prophets today, what kind of message would he deliver to the prophets? Isn't it sad that prophets have devoured human lives? Prophets have stalked their, you know, their, their, their human beings like a prey. Are we not seeing all manner of predators? Yes, Baba Moi. In churches, lying to people that they are prophesying, but they are prophets, it's called what? Prophets lying. They are telling lies. Fake miracles. Why? Is it happening? But you, 
Good news is that it used to happen. So, we are not the first one. But should we celebrate? We should have learned. That's why it, that it was recorded for us. So that we can learn, so that when God calls us and gives us assignments, we deliver the assignment. We do not compromise. We do not take advantage of the people that we are supposed to minister to and lie to them so that we can extract money from them. Let us be warned, brethren. You do not need to pay, and I've said this again and again. You do not, anyone who asks you to pay for ministry before they deliver, or even after they deliver, they are wrong. I doubt whether they are from the Lord. If you are to send money to be prophesied or to be prayed for, please do not, my brother, my sister. You are being taken advantage of. Your money is being stolen from you and you not get any help from such. There is no way such a prophet will be able to pray for you because God will not hear him. He is like these ones being referred here. And I'm not here to attack anybody. But I have a responsibility to guide you. There are a lot of people, there are a lot of things that are happening. Groups. You hear there's a prayer group there, there's a prayer group there, there's a prayer group there. There is nothing wrong in people praying, and I encourage people praying. But be careful and be wise. Who is this that is prophesying over your life? Is he truly or she truly a prophet of God? Why are they demanding favors from you if they are called of God? I want to announce to here today that God will not call you and not provide for your journey. You may not have bread to go with, but as you go, you'll find a brook when you obey. And when you sit under the brook, the brook that provides you with water, when you need bread, there will be a raven that will come and drop one. That's our God. We do not need to so recite help from our members. But we'll teach you the scriptures. Giving, supporting the work of God is necessary. Supporting ministers is okay. But supporting ministers who make a demand of it, be careful. Because those are the ones that Ezekiel, God is talking to him about. The conspiracy of her prophets in her midst is like a roaring lion 
tearing the prey, they have devoured human lives. They have taken treasures and precious things. Uh -huh. They have taken people's property in the name of the word of God. Taken people's home. They have made many widows in her midst. Oh, think about that. How have they made many widows? They have killed their husbands. Yes. We are not talking about politicians, brethren. We are not talking about the people that do not know God. These are men that have been chosen and called. They, were not, they are not necessarily false prophets in the beginning. They were chosen, they were called. They know God, but they have chosen to mislead people, to lie to people. And God is looking for someone. Can you find one that is faithful? Can he work with you? So you're telling me, Pastor, me, I'm not a pastor, I'm not a prophet, I'm whatever. No. He did not say I was looking for a prophet and I found none. He said, I looked down and there was no man on the Lord. It means he is looking for anyone that is available, including you who is not a minister, but you are a believer. So you are also responsible. You have a part to play. Why should men of God be accused of murder, be accused of adultery? What has gone wrong? Why? What are we looking for? What is this that God cannot provide? I think we should say, shame on us. Shame on you if you are involved in this. You need to turn back to God. God is looking for someone to work with. He is looking for someone who can deliver the world from the filthiness and the dirt and the corruption that is there. But there is none. I pray that at the end of this message, you'll be saying like Isaiah, here I am, Lord. Now send me. Amen? Because you allow God to take you through the process of purification so that that which is filthy in you, that which is unclean like Isaiah, said, I'm a man of unclean lips and I live among unclean people. But that was a confession. He was repenting. And as he repented, the Lord touched him with a coal that was hot so that he is cleansed and purified. And that is after that was that he was able to say, here I am, Lord, because God was asking, who will go for us? Another time that God was looking for a man. God requires help at times. When he wants to deliver man, he wants to use a man. That's why Jesus had to come from heaven and be born as a man. So that it is not God delivering man. It is a man delivering man on behalf of God. God works with people. God works with you. 
And each one of us has an assignment and a responsibility. And we need to find out what is it that God wants. Could it be that he's looking for you, but you're not available? And when he looks, he says, there is none who understands. In your neighborhood, maybe he wants to help people. Or in your family. God wants to come through to deliver your family from ancestral curses. All iniquities that has been carried for years and years and have affected your families. That is why probably poverty, diseases and sicknesses, there are certain ills. No one stays with a wife. They marry, they divorce. All these things. Maybe God is looking for someone to use to deliver your family. Are you the one? Can he fight you? God help us. Sand. May we not be accused of making many widows in our midst. Let's go on. That's a prophet. Huh. The second group of people. Her priests have done violence to my law and have provined my holy things. Who is a priest? Chosen and anointed to represent God to offer sacrifices on behalf of people to God. That's who is a priest is. He's the one who enters into the Holy of Holies. Sacrifices on behalf of others. God will not work on his own when he wants to deliver humanity. He will use us. Are you a priest? Are you a pastor? Whoever you are, leveret, bishop, Can you pass the test here? The Lord says, her priests have done violence to my law and provened my holy things. They have made no distinction between the holy and the common, between the holy and the secular. They have made no distinction between the church and the world. We have mixed everything. We behave like the world. That's what it's saying. They have profaned my holy things. They have not made any distinction between the holy and the common. What is the common is what is not of God, which is outside there. Or what you refer to as the secular. The way we dance. You know, there was a time certain moves could not be seen at the pulpit. And people are not told not to. They knew this is not right. Today we have mixed all sorts of styles. Sometimes you watch the way people are worshipping or pretending to be worshipping. 
And they're just showing off. Some of them, you know, very deliberate with, to entice people the way they move their bodies. Is that praise? Is that really worship? This is what Ezekiel is talking about. It happened those days. It is happening today. Priests, they have made no distinction between the holy and the common. Neither have they taught the difference between the, the unclean and the clean. Mama Moi. That we have now baptized sin. You know? We give it names. It's okay. That is their condition. So let's just excuse them. We are afraid to say this is sin. Churches are now ordaining homosexuals, gays. I know I'm on camera, but I'm not afraid to say it because it is in the scriptures. It is sin. You cannot be a priest of God and you practice homosexuality. You cannot be a worshiper and you practice homosexuality. You need to repent so that you are forgiven and healed. And you'll be forgiven and healed because God is loving God. And because that is sin, it will be forgiven and you can be cleansed and your lifestyle can change. Don't be lied to that that's a condition you are born with. Even you, you know, you are not born like that. You didn't practice it when you are small. Someone taught you. But we don't want to say this because we want, you know, to cover it. It is sin. It's unclean and we need to distinguish. We need to make a clear cut and tell people this is sin, this is not sin. What is clean is clean. What is unclean is unclean. If we don't do it, then when the Lord starts looking for a man, even the priests will not be there. They will not be there will not be the man that he's looking for. The prophets, he cannot pick anyone out of them. Are you getting challenged? I told you the idea is to provoke you, to desire to seek God, to walk with God, to hate sin, to love Jesus, because that's who you are. And when you love him, when he's looking for a man who understands, a man who seeks him, and a man he can use, or a woman he can use, he'll not say, I can't find one in that family. He'll always say, I have my child there. That's what we are asking. That's what we are telling you. That's what we want from this church. That we can be called upon to start before God. Amen? On behalf of others. Shall we? Let's go on. Yeah. Her princes, this is that lot. This refers to the rulers, isn't it? In her midst are like wolves. Hear ye the word of the Lord, our rulers, our leaders. God is looking for a man that he can trust with leadership, who is faithful and can serve the people. But here he says, her princes are in their midst, are like wolves. 
sharing the prey, shedding blood. A wolf is merciless when it gets hold of a prey. I think it's the only animal that does not bother to kill. It starts tearing wherever it, it gets. At least a lion will catch and go to the throat and make sure that it kills before it starts eating. A wolf will eat an animal alive. Oh no. This is what our princes, this is what our rulers, this is what our politicians are doing. The word of God says, you are like wolves. Telling the prey, shedding blood, destroying lives to get dishonest gain. Corruption that we've been talking about all the years. Those who are corrupt are the ones who, are, who come out to us and tell us they are going to fight corruption. There's a wolf. Can you trust a wolf in the midst of sheep? Even if it puts the clothing of a sheep. It is still a, a wolf. It is just waiting for an opportunity to tear down. God is trying to make a case to Ezekiel. That's why he is detailed. He starts with the prophets. He comes to the priests. He is now with the rulers. None of them has passed the test. What do we tell them? Turn away from your wicked ways. All rulers of the land, repent. Come to the Lord. He will not use you when you are corrupt. When the spirit in you is that of a wolf, why should he give you leadership? Isn't it the time, church, that we pray if indeed we can be able to start before God and ask for leadership that will not tear the sheep. Can you do that? Her princes in her midst are like wolves tearing the prey, shedding blood. How many of our politicians have killed? How many innocent people have died? We know it. Their hands are full of blood. Poor people, their property is taken. Why? Destroying lives to get dishonest gain. Who can save us? That's gone. <laughs> and her prophets, now going back to the prophets, this is the second time the prophet is being referred to. What has the prophet done? Have smeared whitewash for them, seeing false visions. What have they done? The prophets have smeared. They have gone to the princes with prophecies that are false, assuring them that God is with them, that you are the one God wants. Yeah? Whitewash. False 
lies. Why are they doing it? So that they can get something from the politician. Shame on you, man of God or woman of God. You cannot tell the truth because you are compromised, because you want the money. The churches have been accused of receiving blood money. Can we say no and trust God? Because if you do not tell this politician that he is wicked, if you do not help him, he will not go to heaven and you too will also miss it because you'll be accused. When God is looking for someone to work with, even you, you will not be part of what he's looking for because you can't qualify. Seeing false visions and divining, divining lies for them, saying, thus says the Lord God, what the Lord has not spoken. Why do you tell lies, prophets? Why do you lie to the politicians? Why do you anoint them when you know God has not anointed them? Who gave you the permission, the authority, to anoint someone for leadership? It's God who anoints leaders. When did you become Samuel? When did God spoke to you and told you to go to the house of Jesse? And while you are there, you cannot even be able to identify who God wants. You align them until God tells you now it's this one. Because with your eyes, you think God looks at the face. And therefore, you're looking for the strong, the one that has muscles, the one that has money. Those are the ones that you think God wants. And what God is looking for is a shepherd who is still taking care of the flock, who has a heart of God. Man of God, seek the Lord before you anoint the politicians. We have not asked you to do it on our behalf. Let God choose. If he chooses, he will anoint him. Because it doesn't make sense, isn't it, Baba Moy? God only chooses one leader. But we, we, we anoint all of them. Tomorrow this one come, tunamuamuagiria mafuta. Mwingine anakuja, tunamuamuagiria mafuta. Mwingine anakuja, tunamuamuagiria. Yuri akisikia, yuri alimuagiria kwa hiyo kanisa anakuja. Anakuja na bigger bag. Naya tunamuamuagiria. Are we not lying? This is what God is saying. We are telling them lies. Why should we lie? Why should we tell them that says the Lord when God has not spoken? Let's be careful, brethren. Okay, let's go on. We're about to finish. Ha-ha, now it is you, the people. Hmm? Told you, God is very thorough. When he says there was no man, indeed he searched everywhere. So he has now come to the crowd. The people of the Lord have practiced exhaustion and committed robbery. Is that not what we do? Yeah? We blackmail them. We will give, I have this number of votes. Give me this. All these people, I'll give them to you. Exhaustion. That's what we are doing. As people, we run for handouts. Unless they give us this, we are not going to give them our votes. Is that not what is happening in our country? The one who has a bigger bag, money bag, has a bigger following. Because even the people are demanding money. And God is not impressed. So even you, when you receive a donation from a politician, 
to buy a vote so that you can vote for them. God will judge you also. Tell them you do not need their money if they are giving it in return for votes. God hates it. Say they have committed robbery. You are stealing. You are the public. They have oppressed the poor. How many of you have poor in your neighborhood? And you are pressing them, taking advantage of them. When was the last time that you gave someone a cup of tea that you know needs that cup of tea? When was the last time that you bothered even to check whether your neighbor had food or not? Do you know there are people living in these high rises that are going without food because they lost jobs. They have houses, but they have no food. When we ask you to donate food, sometimes you think that this food is just going to go to the people who are poor in Kibera. No. There are some people who need this food. They have homes, yes. They probably even have cars, but they don't have food because they don't have jobs. It is possible, Baba Moai, for you to drive a good car and wear a good suit, but you have nothing in the pocket. If you want to eat, you will have to pay for the food. Now, if you do not have money, will you eat? There is a lot that we can do as a church. Let's not assume that everybody is okay. Please, share what you have with someone else. That way, you will qualify. When God is looking for someone to use, you will be available. Amen? And have exhorted from the sojourner without justice. Even foreigners. We have taken advantage of foreigners. I'm sorry to say this. Last yesterday, my Baba called me. It's a Kogoris. And was crying, said, he called me, Baba, my commission, 15,000 I've worked for. I need to travel, but I need to leave something with my, my members, my wife and children. He said, oh no, son, I don't know him. He might accuse me of interfering. The best I can do is this for you. And I did something for him. Why are we taking advantage? This is a foreigner. He left Congo because they are chaos. He was running to Kenya's to get help. And you are stealing from them. And you are asking yourself, why are we not prospering? Yeah? When we don't take care of refugees in our midst, please do not just look at them and say, oh, what wamekuja. They have come because there is trouble in their land. You too can be a refugee. So please, if you have an opportunity to help someone, help them. Praise God. You never know the door that you open for yourself by helping someone. But look at these ones who are being accused that even foreigners, they are taking advantage of them, stealing from them. Is that not what we are doing? May God help us. So, where are we? What fuzz are we? Now we are on that. Yes. And now, after analyzing 
looking at the prophets and the priests, the princes, the rulers, and now the public, God says. And I sought for a man among them who should build up the wall and start in, in the breach before me for the Lord that I should not destroy it. But I found none. That was the situation then. Could it be the same situation today? Will you say together with me that God, whatever it takes, let it not be so in our country. Let there be a tree someone. And if there is no one else, God, then let me be the one that you will use to build a wall, a hedge of protection, a gap between God and the people because he wants to destroy them. They deserve it. But he's saying, if I only find one that can be able to stand before me and them, intercede on their behalf, then I will not. But he tells Ezekiel there was none. And that is sad, Molongo. Because imagine you are Ezekiel, and God is telling you, I have found none, which means even you, you don't purify. But you are to deliver the message. This is the sad bit about it. And this is why I said we all need to interrogate ourselves, to have a conversation with ourselves, and ask ourselves, can I really qualify if God is looking for someone? Or will he just use me to deliver the message to tell the people, there is none, even me, Ezekiel, I don't qualify. And therefore, we are doomed for destruction. May that not be the case in the Republic of Kenya. Buana Iswa May there be a Moses in our midst who will fight people sinning against God and God says, move out from them, Moses. These are stiff-necked people. They are rebellious. I will destroy them and out of you, I'm going to raise another generation. But Moses says, no, God. And for 40 nights and 40 days, he goes without water. He goes without food, interceding on behalf of the people that God may not destroy them. Go and read Deuteronomy 9, 18, verse 18. And we can read that, verse 18. Let's see what Moses did. Deuteronomy chapter 9, 18 and 25. Look at that. This is Moses. If you want, you can read the whole chapter, but you will see. Because he's trying to remind the children of Israel the evils they committed. Reminding them of their mistakes. Yeah? What they did and what happened. Now, he tells them, then I lay prostrate before the Lord as before. Forty days and forty nights. That's Moses. God was about to destroy them, but he says, I lay prostrate 40 days and 40 nights. Yeah. I neither ate bread nor drank water because of all the sin that you have committed. That's man, Moses. He's doing it not for himself. Him was, God was led to use him. He said, Wachana Nahawa. 
I'll raise another generation from you. But he says, no, God, you don't do that. But instead he's decided, I'm going to pray, intercede. And it is not just a prayer. Lord, do he, no, no, no. He denies himself for 40 days, 40 nights, without bread, without water. Yeah? And he said this, because of all the sin that you have committed, in doing that was evil in the sight of the Lord to provoke him to anger. Moses was the man that God needed at that hour. If Moses was not there, we would not be talking about that generation or Israel. God would have destroyed them. But thank God there was a man. That's why I said there are times that God requires a man to work with. And if there is a time, it is this time in the world, in the Republic of Kenya, that God needs a man to afford the shedding of blood. We have elections that are coming. Let's not wait until things happen so that we call solemn assemblies to start praying when churches are being burnt and people are dying. That's the time we quickly gather together as churches and we are calling. That's the time we are fasting. People are already dead. What are you fasting for? Can't we do it now before it happens? The Lord will call us. Church, we have an assignment. We have responsibility. It's not about the politician. It is the high time, brethren. We stop attacking and you know, accusing the politicians. See the order of things, the way God started. He did not even start with the politicians. He started by the prophets. He went to the priests. Then he went to the politicians. He came back to the prophets because they are the ones who are misleading the politicians by prophesying lies. And then he comes to the public. We are all responsible. If Kenya burns, it will not be because of the politicians alone. Even the prophets will be responsible. Even the priests will be responsible. Even you who are seated here, you will be held responsible. What did you do before that day, Movaka? Should we wait for the elections so that we can start praying? Can't we start now, brethren? Can't we decide that even as a church, we are going to start praying for the election from today henceforth? Amen? And who knows? Maybe we are the ones that God is looking at. Maybe it is this congregation that will deliver this nation. Maybe that's why you are listening to me today. You are the Moses that God wants. Verse 25, look at verse 25 of the same. What does he say again? So I lay prostrate. This is the second time he is doing it. Because they continue to sin again. This is now at Kadesh. They have refused the promises of God. They don't want to go to Canaan because they have found giants. And God get annoyed with them and he decided to destroy them. The first one was when they closed over from, uh, from Egypt and there was no water. They lamented against God, against Moses, and they wanted to destroy them. Now, here, again, he lay, I lay prostrate before the Lord for these 40 days and 40 nights. 
Someone talked last Sunday, said we need to start praying for 40 days and 40 nights. I don't know what God is saying. But if we can pray for 40 days and deliver a nation, it's worth it, isn't it? Yeah. But he says for 40 days for fortnight because the Lord had said he would destroy you. He interceded on their behalf. Deliverance Church Gong Road. Are we willing to intercede on behalf of this nation? Can we take, can we decide? Can we start this month? Is it too much to ask you to pick a day and pray for the country? We have done it before. Can we decide that from tomorrow we will have at least some people praying? Who will pray on Monday? Thank you. Thank you. Who will pray on Tuesday? Thank you. Who will pray on Wednesday? Thank you. Who will pray on Thursday? Thank you. Who will pray on Friday? Hallelujah. Who will pray on Saturday, please? Thank you, my brother. At least there is one. Who will join, the, who will join him on Saturday? Let's have a tryst. Two or three. The word of God says where two or three people gather in my name, I'm there in your midst. You may not, we may not be together, but when we decide we are praying that day, we will ask the Lord, there are three people, there are four people praying today. Wherever they are, let it be like you are in our midst. And then I'll ask, can we make it on Sunday mornings? Can we decide that we can come to church at nine? or 9.30 so that we at least have 30 minutes of prayer together praying for the nation before we start the service that we have prayer meetings that start, let's call it 9.15 yeah 9.15 to 9.45 so that we have we give the the worship team time to wind up can we do that? 30 minutes it's a lot of prayer, 30 minutes. And I promise, I'll sacrifice, I'll be there. Okay? Florence, we shall be there with you. Amen? So that the prayers that we have prayed on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, we come together on Sunday and we pray now corporately and release you to continue the next week. Amen? We do that. Can we do that? Amen? And then those of you that would like to join on Wednesdays, we'll all, we always pray on Wednesday through Zoom. Check the links. We normally circulate that for one hour. If we can, let's, let's not wait until next year. It will be too late. You know what? Allow me to share this with you. This week, someone shared with me a vision. And he said, he saw this vision where he was wrestling. You know, you are wrestling eh? with someone. He could not be able to, to tell who he is wrestling with, but he was wrestling. But he would wrestle and wrestle, and then he would, you know, you know, when you are wrestling, then it's, he, he would 
jump up. You know, it's like he has, he has won. You know, the, this guy was holding him and he is able to release himself. And he did that several times. Then when he was asking, what is it all about? He was told, this is Kenya. Kenya has been wrestling. Yet Kenya is supposed to be released. And he said, God said, I released Kenya a long time ago. But there has, there has been wrestling. It has been wrestling. What does that tell you? The enemy is wrestling with us. But because there is no one who is actually praying to release the nation. We keep, and, and you look at it. It's a cycle, isn't it? We are always at it. What is going on? After every five years, you know, when the, car, the country goes like it is taking off, then it slows down. Have you ever noticed that? That Kenya has never been, you know, the, there's no continuous, you know, upward. We, then something. Of course, we'll always blame it on COVID and something else. Yeah? But let's understand the spiritual warfare. When a nation is chosen by God, and this is one of the nations that God has chosen and marked, it is also marked by the enemy. And all manner of demons are released to wrestle with that nation so that it does not get into its destiny. If the citizen or the people, the priests and the prophets are asleep, taking advantage of their members and whatever, there is a gap. As much as God wants to bless this lad, release it into his destiny, if there is no one who is interceding on behalf of the Lord, like Moses, we will always continue. I'm tired. That's why I said, I think we can do something. Let's take it upon ourselves. Let's seriously pray for this country. Amen? If you can come on Monday here, just this place, Mama Moai prays here with a group in the mornings. If you're not working, why don't you come on Monday and join the group that prays here? Amen? This place is open on Tuesdays. There are prayers in the evening on Tuesdays. Come and pray together with others. This place is open even on Wednesday. Come. Thus it is open. Nobody will stop you from praying. And I want to ask the intercessors, please, can you make it on Fridays? Amen. Can we make it Fridays? We can come here, those that want to come. One hour of prayer, we can do it from 6.30, or two hours of prayer from 6.30 to 8.30. Can we do that, brethren, intercessors? And can you join when you are free? Or am I becoming too much? Please, if we do this, we'll deliver our Lord. And if we deliver our nation, we will be the people that will also benefit. Amen? Can we do that? Amen? And can I ask the team, you know, uh, Joseph, Alan, can you prepare so that we can guide people even how to pray and the things that we need to pray for. You can liaise with me, and if you want, if you have a vision, God has spoken to you, has shown you something, communicate so that we can look at all these things and see the direction that God is want to lead us. Amen? Prayer will change things in our country. Amen?
And I can tell you, when you pray for others, God is also taking care of your needs. Wanna see fewer?